When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, college football fans. Welcome to the latest edition of Urban's Take, featuring three-time national championship winning coach Urban Meyer with yours truly, Tim May. And Urban, let's just get right to it, man. Uh, I think uh, Big Noon kickoff uh, with Fox is headed back to the Horseshoe, isn't it, uh, to Ohio Stadium this weekend. Uh, you're, you guys are kind of jumping on that wagon now that Ohio State's still number two in the uh, in the latest college football playoff rankings. I know you're not jumping on any wagon. You help build that wagon. But uh, uh, what's the intrigue coming to Columbus this week? You know, not a lot, you know, other than a great football team against a team that's really struggling. But right now there's just – there weren't a lot of great games. And and uh, obviously the horseshoe and Ohio State has a chance to, you know, make a – they need a statement game. And Indiana's going to be on the other side of that. You know, we almost went to Ann Arbor. And that would have been our third time there. And I, I might pull a hamstring for that one, you know, that – I might have to tap out of that one, but uh, it was, we had a really good trip down to TCU. First time I was ever there. What an incredible place. Oh yeah. And I'm not just talking about the university, Fort Worth, Texas, the fans. Uh, That's one of the cool things about this job. You get to go to some really interesting places, but there's nothing like going back home. And, uh, you know, I I understand it's going to be a little cool, colder or cool. You know, Ohio state's got to keep pushing, keep pushing. But the bottom line is they're, undefeated uh they're a loaded team and uh obviously this is a, another opportunity to get better for we all know what's coming down the road i want i want to ask you this you know you were the head coach of florida in 2006 uh and we were sitting here all season in 2006 watching these two trains coming down the track at each other or, or as i call them these two uh these two major super oil tankers coming down the suez canal at each other and it finally happened uh you know the the game of the century, at least the first game of the century of the of the uh, 2000s. Uh, uh, Ohio State versus uh, Michigan undefeated, and we're looking at a similar dynamic. I mean, I know it's it as coach as a coach for sure. You're taught not to look ahead, but as a as an analyst, as a TV guy, now you see this ha- you see this coming down the track, don't you? Yeah, this will be. You have a good year or bad year, you know, and that's the way. It- I guess I always grew up in that, and I imagine you did too, uh, but you also, you're a Southerner, but I was from Ohio with uh, Woody against Bo, and it was, you can uh, lose or win all the rest of the games, and it's going to come down to this game. Yeah. And, it, and you know what, Tim, it always should. I don't care what the records are. I get real defensive of that rivalry for a lot of reasons, because I grew up in it. The respect I have for both programs and the way I grew up, that that was the way it was. So these are two not good teams, really good teams. I think the Wolverines are really good. I think their line of scrimmage on both sides, that's that I that's catches my eye. You know, their center is a great player. The offense line is really well coached and they come off the ball and on defense, they're just getting better and better. You know, they lose two two first round draft picks at defensive end and and I had one of the league coaches tell me they're better this year than they were last year. Yeah. Uh that's what a lot of people think. You know, well, let's get right in my I was going to jump ahead, but let's get right into my discussion about 
about the Wolverines. You just touched on them, but also Ohio State. You know, the wind was blowing 30 to 50 miles an hour on Saturday, this past Saturday at Northwestern. The Ohio State Air Force should have been grounded, but uh, Ryan, you know, they still threw 26 passes, only completed, what, 10. But you saw C.J. Stroud run the ball uh, seriously for the first time this year and really helped him uh, kind of shake the doldrums to a certain extent in the running game. But no matter how you do it, they got the job done 21 to seven. But what are your, as you look at Ohio state and that running game, when they turned to it last week, it was a little bit bulky. Uh, they still run ran for more than 200 yards. Uh, they still got all three touchdowns running the ball, but everybody in Columbus is uh, all a Twitter, so to speak <laughs> about Ohio state's run game and maybe about his run defense based on the way Northwestern ran the ball, kept some drives going, but only got to the end zone one time. Just what's your take on all of that uh, frenzy going on right now and and just your take on Ohio State's running game in particular? Well, I always go back to one word. It's expectations are out of control. You know, at Florida that happened, we, you know, we, we started winning a lot of games, and I remember we, we win by 14, and we beat Tennessee by 14 one time, and I walked in, and it was the, the media, even our players, and you know, and, and me, you know, the the staff, the expectations are so high. Like, what the heck happened? Like, wait a minute, what? You just beat Tennessee by 14 points. And then, you know, Ohio State, just you just said it, they ran, it was a quagmire. It was a, a mess. And they took care of the ball. They 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 ran for 200 yards. A quarterback, I got news, quarterbacks got to get, I, I don't know any other way to run the football consistently when they know you're going to run. If they know you're going to run, they can stop the run. You know how sheer numbers they can. That's why it's so hard to run in the red zone. There's always going to be one free defender, sometimes two. Yeah. And you can stop the run game uh, unless the quarterback's involved. If he's that way, if the quarterback's involved, you eliminate one. The, the one play we call it Bible, actually, uh, the one he ran down the right sideline there that uh, CJ Stroud ran that they read the end, the tight end went around it, they great job, and he went. 50, 60 yards down the field that, you know, that's, I, if, if we have a weather day against the Wolverines, that has to happen. Or I don't know if we can win because the run game, once again, I'm going to say it again, you can stop the run game. And uh, so I thought Ohio state showed grit uh, Northwestern. I've been there. We in 2013, yeah. it was a big rain delay. Now Northwestern had a really good team then. I think they were top 15, yeah, about 20, if I remember right. I think game day was there. And we uh, we had to fight and claw and scratch. I remember walking out there; the field was sopping wet. The grass came over the top of my shoes, and I thought, "Oh no!" You know, <laughs> and we, we were in a fight, and that happens. But the bottom line is, it goes in the left hand of the column. We won, uh, and it's onward. I was going to say, you guys got one out of the rough there, as you said, as you described that grass. <laughs> got one out of the rough. Yeah, got to get that. Yeah, got to whack at it. Uh, Notre Dame beats Clemson. Could you could you feel um, – I like to get your feel on these things because you've been on those sidelines, man, in big games, both getting – winning most of the time but getting beat a few times. But Notre Dame, could you feel almost the relief for Marcus Freeman and his staff, but Marcus Freeman in particular, to get that, you know, after a really creaky start. I mean, obviously, they get beat by Ohio State in the opener, but they go and get beat by Marshall. They get beat by – by Stanford and everybody's really, wow, you know, redressing this Morgan, Marcus Freeman hire. And then they thump, they thumped uh, Clemson. 
which had been in the running for a, you know, college football playoff, obviously maybe overrated like you and I talked about a week ago, but uh, uh, could you feel his relief? Of course. And I love Marcus Freeman. I think he's uh he's part of the Jim Trussell, Luke Fickle tree. He's a Buckeye. He handles himself with class. He's a guy that I, I don't know him that well. I've spoken to him a few times, but, you know, I, I called that one on big noon that uh, I thought Notre Dame would win that game. I yeah. think they're getting better and better and better whenever there's coaching transition. It takes a minute. Uh, that happens everywhere. Uh, they had some real, you know, they were in quicksand for a while. And he brought them through it, him and his staff. And so um, that, that you know, now the other side, Clemson, you know, they're not, you know, Dabo Swinney has built such a good program. They're not used to that. And that was a beating. That was uh, – I watched most of that game, but that was A to Z. Every every phase, <clears throat> Notre Dame, you know, special teams were outstanding. Offense, defense, they controlled the line of scrimmage, controlled the ball. So that was a huge win, obviously, for Marcus Freeman. Now, Lou Holtz used to always say, this is the time to coach them hard. You know, this is the time you make – people make mistakes. I've made mistakes, and Lou Holtz would always say, best when you lose a game, that's not the time to – you know, that's not the time to grind on them. Yeah. When you win, when you got their attention, that's the time to grind on them. And so I'm hoping that's going on in South Bend because they can finish strong and then go for a great future for him. What do you think is going on in Tuscaloosa, T-Town, uh, at this moment, this week? Uh, you know, you remember back in 2017, you guys got got beat by Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield when he planted the flag. He uh, came back, got on a run. And then y'all got thumped at Iowa. And I'll tell you, you know, I was one of the many that were thinking, wow, there could be another one or two losses in this season for you guys. But you were able to, you know, you guys, you coaches, y'all were able to right the ship. Y'all won out. Y'all beat, uh, ended up going to the Cotton Bowl. You won the Big Ten Championship. You went up, ended up going to the Cotton Bowl and beating a, a good USC team with Sam Darnold. Uh is that Nick Saban's challenge right now? How do you keep in this modern era college football, college football playoff or bust and college football playoff championship or bust? How do you keep your teams, I don't know, attention? You were just talking about it a minute ago, but uh, after a, a win, you grind them hard. What do you do now if you're uh, Nick Saban after that loss to uh, LSU? A great coach, obviously, uncharted waters a little bit for the long, past decade probably. But I want to throw this out for everybody to think about too. They lost at Tennessee and lost at LSU at night. I'm saying there's no other team in the country who won those games. That's I know that's a bold statement. Yeah. But you look at uh, the Wolverines, you look at Ohio State, look at Georgia, look at TCU. I guess those are the top four right now. I'm saying all four teams lose uh, at least one of those games. So before everybody hits the panic button, you know, in Tuscaloosa, they went to Tennessee at night and it was a very close game and they lost. They went down and went overtime at LSU. I've been in those stadiums. Other than Penn State, those are the most difficult stadiums in the country to play. So, you know, he, he has an issue. And the issue is you're going to start hearing about opt-outs. And, you know, when you're only acceptable. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Course is a national championship and that's taken from you, which I don't necessarily think it should be. You know, I, I see TCU number four in the country and I see other teams and we're going to see how this thing shakes out. But I'm going to say again, I don't believe any team in America would have won both those games. Wow. And I know that's a bold statement. Matter of fact, I'll say this. I know I know, none of those teams would have won both games. Wow. So it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. We, road trips, man. Ohio State had one this past week, you know, like we just talked about. I mean, the road that's is the real the deal. That's not the same. Oh, I know. Going to, that's not the, Wait a minute. the same. You mean Dice Stadium, Ryan Field, is not no. the same as Death Valley? No. <laughs> Even with At the wind night. blowing? No, I don't care if there's just six feet of snow. I'm just saying. Yeah. I said, uh, you know, Northwestern even got the twelfth woman, Mother Nature, on their side, and still couldn't yeah. do it. You know, but uh, hey, flip. You know, the uh, uh, let's talk about that too, though. TCU at Texas this week. You were at TCU. You, you, you not did, did you just get to feel the uh, the ambiance and the and the sense of being in in the state of the middle of the state of Texas for a, a, a fan base that's really backing their team now. In TCU, but now TCU plays at Texas this week. You got to see TCU up close and personal. Are they the real deal? Are they getting by by the skin of their teeth and big plays? Max Dugan uh, pulling plays out of his hip pocket. Can they continue this? I mean, uh, what's what's your take on them? Are they're they're number four in the latest college football playoff rankings. Yeah, Sonny Dykes, I have always liked him. When he actually coached against him. He was at Cal. He had Jared Goff. Um, I liked his father. I knew his father. I just got a lot of respect for him. TCU, I've always, Gary Patterson was a coach. I just always had great respect. I think it's a great job because you have as good a high school football, maybe the best within a hundred mile radius of your campus. And we never missed on a Texas player. Think about the players that went through Ohio state. They were all great kids. They were all good students and they were all come from good families and they were tough. You know, the JK Dobbins, Akuda, Baron Browning. I mean, just tough, good players. Uh, so I, I, I think they're a really good team. I don't think they have to play much better on defense. You know, I just mentioned Alabama going to, uh, LSU and going to Tennessee, TCU won't survive that, you know, and, and I, I'm not being disrespectful. I really think TCU is a great team. Uh, but you know, you have to be, as you get to the championship time, which is now you have to be balanced. You can't have one side of the ball. That's really exceptional. One side that's not exceptional. Or you'll get you'll get beat. I think this is going to be a great game. You know, Gary Patterson kind of owned uh, Texas, yeah. so this is going to be at Texas. This will be a, a great atmosphere because Texas is coming on strong as well. But TCU is a really really good team, a great team, but I don't know if they're a playoff team. All right, you had to uh, before we get to the checkmate moment. You had to be impressed with the way Georgia jumped on Tennessee to kind of at the beginning of that game to kind of leave no doubt that you're playing between the hedges, Sanford stadium. Uh, we're still number one. As I'm, I'm sure Georgia was trying to pl- proclaim to everybody, even though there were doubts out there, obviously they were number, what, number three in the college football playoff rankings a week ago. Now they're number one. Um, what do you see about Georgia? Uh, it looks like a team prepared to defend its national championship. What, what's your take on that? I think Kirby Smart's a coach of the year candidate. We've been there. When you win a national title, it's hard, man. Everything's hard. And he's, 
you know, the, the SEC schedule, uh, the fact they, I believe, lost 15 players in the NFL draft. Yeah. You know, and, and they're playing. I mean, they smoke Tennessee, and I had Tennessee as a playoff team. I still think Tennessee might be in the mix for that playoff spot, but I think he's a coach of the year candidate. His coaching staff should be commended. And the quarterback, Stetson Bennett, is the most underrated player in America, especially with his legs, some scramble for a touchdown. So they are they are the number one team in America. All right, last thing. Let's get to your checkmate moment here. At least the one I, I think you ought to be talking about is LSU has suddenly become the fly in the ointment of the SEC. I mean, Brian Kelly, you know, had a couple of tough losses earlier in the year, but now all of a sudden they knock off Alabama. And they knock off Alabama – See, I'm not a fan of this. We've talked about the, this this moment, these kind of moments before. I'm a fan of if the other team has scored a touchdown in overtime and kicked the extra point, and you score a touchdown in overtime and kick the extra point, until you're forced to go for two, I think – I believe you stay in the game. I mean, meaning kick that extra point. But we, we saw that blew up in their face against, what was it, Florida State in the opener this year. I'm talking about for LSU. Um that, that decision to go for the two-point conversion and end it there, uh, tell me about a coach standing on the sideline and you make that call. The second you make that call, you know, boom, this is it. I mean, I would think your rear end starts to pucker, your guts start to roll, uh, your brain, I don't know. It, put me in that situation. You've been there. Put me in that situation where the game is on the line. That one play is going to decide – not just the result of a game, but the result probably of a season, a feel-good season, put me there. And and then to see it, you know, come to fruition, What, how that makes you feel. Well, I've always been a believer in preparation, and you prepare for that moment mentally as a coach. You know, if you're in that situation, I would always list the – I would actually call it checkmate moment. You know, the checkmate moments are when you take analytics and you throw it away. And you go with your gut and you would, I would always list the reasons why. First of all, talent. If the other team's more talented than you are and you have a chance to end the game, just like when you're playing chess, you have a chance to checkmate it, do it. You, you got to do it because the longer it goes, eventually talent wins. So take it. Number two is uh, home or away. You know, he was home. Usually if you're away, you, you try to end it as fast as you can because once again, the crowd and everything gets involved. So it's talent, uh, homer away, and then momentum. You know, if you have that team on the heels and you're pushing them around a little bit, three yards doesn't seem as bad as three yards when you're facing a team you can't get an inch. Yeah. And so those three things would always, and I'd write them down. The other ones were I'd have little bullet points like injuries. Are we healthy? You know, I remember going, uh, I ran a fake punt against Georgia one year in the fourth quarter, and everybody said, you're nuts. Why would you do that? It's because I knew my – Linebacker had an ankle sprain. My safety had a deep thigh contusion that he had about another two series. We were done. And we had, we're winning 14 to 10. And I just remember looking down on my sheet that I always carried with me and I saw injuries. And I said, oh man. So I called a fake punt. We got it and we ended the game because if we had to go back on defense, I think we lose that game. Yeah. So it, Brian Kelly's a, not a good coach, a great coach, winning his coach in Notre Dame history. Yeah. You knew at some point if those players would buy into his, I'm sure, a little bit different style. Uh, but checkmate moments, I think, I think for the viewer and for listeners, you rehearse a guy like Brian Kelly's rehearsed that in his mind. You know, that, that he's not some rookie coach of Bowling Green like I was, and hey, let's try this. 
Yeah. You know, once you've been through the ringer a few times in your mind, you have to be prepared for the blowback in case it doesn't work. And I'll say the last thing about this. He mentioned, I saw his pre post game speech and I did that every year with our players. I said, don't be, you know, understand we're aggressive here. It's a little bit like we went for it on fourth down against the team up north in the second overtime. Analytics has kicked the ball. But I knew that, you know, that we're facing one of the best teams in the country. Let's end this thing right here. I mean, if we can't get a, uh, a yard, then we don't deserve to win this game anyway. So there's, there's a lot of variables involved. But you try to rehearse it in your mind, Tim. Yeah. But as you stand there and you watch the play unfold, oh. what do you, what's in your gut? Are your guts rolling? What, what are they doing? Yeah, I it's kind of like facing the fire squad a little bit. They, maybe they'll miss. Go ahead now. <laughs> yeah, I tell people someday when they when you pass away, they do an autopsy on you. I know this is a pretty uh, graphic way of looking at, it, but they're gonna look and say, "My God, what what happened to this guy?" You know, and you, <laughs> oh, that must be the two hundred two thousand and sixteen overtime against the Wolverines. That must be the you know national champ. That must be the fourth down against you know uh, yeah. that was the decision to go for two against uh, you know Alabama and. Yeah. Well, it's everything you said, and my I remember just the my mouth would go completely dry and my heart would start racing in those situations. But I would try to, you know, you got to focus on the task at hand, and that's make the right decision for your team. Yeah. Well, Urban Meyer, appreciate you joining me again, man, on Urban's Take. And uh, let's do this again next week as uh, you guys follow, you guys especially Fox Big Noon, y'all are going to be following the next big game Uh in, in the country, Ohio State versus Michigan. It looks like it's a collision course, but like you said, Michigan beware Illinois, Ohio State beware, de well, Indiana, but definitely that trip to Maryland next week. I mean, this collision still has to uh, ch uh, jump some hurdles, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I, I have so much confidence. I think both coaches are excellent that they're going to take, I think Ohio State's that talented. I don't think talent-wise, it's people are even close. It's just the weather and ability, I think, the ability to run the ball and get keep CJ involved in the run game. Gotcha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, college football fans, until next week for Urban's Take, we'll see you then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply